Got Fitted Japan has been recorded before a live studio audience. Got Fitted Japan! Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fitted Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom from Tokyo. Whoa. And as you fine folks know, Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. That is right. Tommy, what episode is it today? I do believe this is episode 541. That is correct. It's episode number 541. Here we are in this hot summer's night podcasting for you. Oh, boy, faders. It's going to be one hell of a show because we've got some incredible news this week. Man, the shit's been hitting the fan, and we've been recording it all. Holy smokes. And um, before we move forward... um. Got Fitted Japan is about two dudes booze Japan in the news. And I got to say, I am enjoying Maker's Mark. And this is a drink that I usually don't get. When I go to the liquor store these days, I pretty much just pick up beer and gin. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I saw Maker's Mark and I was like, fuck, man, I haven't had Maker's Mark in a long time. So I picked up a bottle and I'm enjoying it, man. Tommy, can you agree with me? Drinking bourbon on a hot summer's night with ice is actually one of the best things to do. Um, yeah, Maker's Mark is an excellent choice. I, I quite like that. Uh, I haven't had it in a while, but it is good stuff. I stand by that. Oh, I'm drinking something else. What are you drinking, Tommy? Uh, Nodogoshi Strong. Oh, shit. Strong's. Oh, my God. It's going to be one of those episodes, faders. Oh, God. When Tommy drinks the Strong's, things go wrong. Oh, my God. How many of those do you got with you, man? <laughs> what percent? Are they like 10%? 11 uh, there's 7%, but I got three of the tall boys. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk uh, you drink, uh, because once you drink one or two of those, man, you turn into Tom Tom Troublemaker. Do you remember Tom Tom Troublemaker? Yeah. I remember him very well. <laughs> it's um, been a while since yeah, I've met dude. that guy. I fucking, I fucking, dude, I, I saw these in the fucking convenience store, and I was taking a little Dano for a walk. And by the way, I might have, had, I might have actually had a few before uh, the show even started. But, like, nah, dude, like, we used to drink these all the fucking time, like, seven, eight years ago when I lived in the guest house. And I mean, literally fucking everybody in the guest house drank them. They were just, like, the drink. So, like, we used to walk down to this, like, you know, we lived up on, on this hill. We used to walk down the hill. There's a 7-Eleven at the bottom of the hill. So walk in there. Everybody put in a little bit of money. Walk in there and just fucking clean that motherfucking 7-Eleven out of this shit. Jesus, Bring a little bit of money upstairs. goes a long way for those drinks, man. They're so cheap. They're, like, what? Like, a buck fifty? Like, 150 yen or something? Yeah, dude, that's, that's the thing at Don Quixote. I got five of these bad boys for eight bucks. Jesus Christ. When you were buying all those beers, like those like super strong beers, like supercharged beers with your kid, you know, were people looking at you funny? They're like, oh, God, this guy. I bet he's wearing a wife beater underneath that shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> this guy. We're going to see this guy in the news tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as I was checking out, like there's a fucking real fucking super cutie in front of me, kept eyeing my baby. So like, you know, she kept looking back and she kept looking like checking on my kid and I was like trying to like, you know, say, like, hey Dan, wave. And then she smiled. She she kinda waved back. Yeah. She's pretty fucking hot. Isn't that called a poodle? Like when guys walk around town with a baby and they try to pick up girls, it's called poodling, right? And the whole term came about like in the nineteen seventies and eighties. In New York, when guys would go to the park and they'd have like a poodle or they'd have a chihuahua or something, and they'd just try to pick up girls left and right because all girls love poodles and cute little dogs. But now in today's age, girls like babies, right? So these guys are walking around town like you, and they're like having a baby in a stroller, and they're trying to pick up girls and stuff, and the whole situation is called poodling. And the baby is called a poodle. I don't know, dude. I mean, I'm not actually using my baby to, like, pick up chicks because I'm not, I'm not, basically, I'm not going to fucking do anything stupid and blow up my life. 
But uh, also, it's a pretty shitty thing to do is use your kid as like you know a fucking pussy magnet. I think a but, lot of people do. Uh, no, I, I know for a fact. I know. I know for a fact that like the fucking whole dog thing works because like I, I years ago there's like another teacher I used to work for or so you work with. Like you know, like everybody gets along in the office. Like it's Friday, everyone decides to go out and head head to one of the local bars and have some drinks and start talking. And this chick, this dude had like just pictures, just fucking bunch of hot chicks and like, dude what's your secret and he's like oh yeah dude i got a dog i was like seriously that's it and he's like oh yeah dude check this out fucking pulls out his like you know he's got like a professional business card holder pulls out he had business cards for his dog so like all he did like to pick up chicks is just like you know on a nice day he'd just go out walk his dog around and then he'd sit down at a cafe and sit outside with his cute little dog and you know chicks would just come up and start you know i didn't want to play with his dog and everything and he'd be like oh yeah here, here's a card. Check out my dog's blog. That guy is straight up like Hoodlin, man. Yeah, he is straight up Hoodlin, dude. He said like 80 or 90% of the chicks that he talked to would like fucking mail him. Or, sorry, mail his dog. Oh, God. <laughs> That's insane. But whatever works, man. Oh, dude. I, I, I gotta be honest. I, I think like, you know, his dog wasn't the only one with a D in it. Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog wasn't the only thing with a D in it? Dog. D. It starts with a D. You mean dick? Yeah. Never mind, dude. <laughs> oh, dude was that was the dumbest joke ever. Oh, God. That was so bad. Dude, that was so bad I couldn't get it. I, actually, you know, I really, really hope that you do not, like, cross the line and shit. Because if you do, you're going to be fucking sleeping on my couch for fucking months, dude. Oh, my God. I could just imagine in the middle of the night. Hey, uh, Johnny, man. Um, Remember how I was uh, poodling with uh, little Dano? Well, anyway, uh, it worked. And uh, my wife found out. And, um, yeah... I need a place to stay just for a couple of nights. You know what a couple of nights means? A couple of nights is basically like old man term for a couple of months. <laughs> just a couple of nights. Can I sleep on your sofa? <laughs> so, Tom, please don't oh, pull. Oh, no, another, another thing. That, oh, I'm not going to, man. I'm not planning on it. Another thing I was planning that like almost happened there is like, remember, this girl was in front of me. So, like, you know, I'm pushing the strollers to little Baby Dan. Baby Dan's at the phase, the phase where he likes to grab everything. And I swear to God, he started fucking reaching for the girl. I thought, I swear to God, he was going to grab her ass. And I had to, like, kind of pull the scooter, sorry, pull the, like, uh, stroller back a little bit. I'm like, don't do it, buddy. You know what happened? If but, he did know, reach up, if your baby fuck. did reach up and grab that girl's butt, and she turned around, she's like, who the fuck fucking touched my butt? You know what Dan would do? He would point right at you. He'd be like, dada. <laughs> <laughs> like father like son right <laughs> that's hilarious oh man but uh yeah you gotta be careful with that if he's got sticky fingers man uh you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> my, my, my wife already told me this my wife like was telling me like i think yesterday when i was at work she was telling me like uh she said she took him to the supermarket like for, with her for the first time she said she didn't use the stroller she just had like the you know the Thing, you know the fucking pouch where she just like straps the baby to her oh the kangaroo she's like, yeah never again the fucking kangaroo thingy she's like never again am i doing that because you just like she walks down the aisle and she wants to fucking grab everything no so, really? like, a bunch of times she said he was just start knocking bottles off the shelf <laughs> he does have sticky fingers like father like son oh there you go not the mama not the mama not the mama not the mama you do that one more time and I'm going to throw you across the room. Well, dude, I think we kind of have to talk about that shit NHK's been doing, man. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's in the news by the news this time. So actually today the news is on the news. I guess we can say on Cafe to Japan. Tom, first off, we got to explain what is NHK. So NHK is like the, basically the national TV news network. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. In America, we got PBS. In you know England, they got uh, BBC, and like Japan, they got NHK. It's yep. essentially like public broadcasting network or whatever you want to call it. 
Yep, and it's the biggest one in the country. I mean, it's huge. It is massive. And pretty much everybody over 40 years old watches this shit religiously, right? And uh, recently, NHK, what I think was like two days ago, NHK had like a kids program where on this kids program, for one reason or another, they tried to describe what was happening in America with the the protests and the riots. And um, yeah, pretty much saying that they dropped the ball is a massive understatement. I have... I, I have no idea who was in charge and what the fuck they were thinking when they did this, man. Tom, so basically what fucking NHK did was they made a cartoon for kids about what's going on in America. Tom, please, can you describe this cartoon? Yeah, first of all, I believe the cartoon was titled The Difference Between Blacks and Whites in America, which... Already, this is obviously going to be a pretty sensitive topic, especially now. But, uh, yeah, it shows, like, basically it's like, uh, how to just, how shall I describe the characters? Because it's basically a cartoon. So it had a bunch of, like, African-Americans that were actually kind of fairly well detailed, but they weren't fairly well animated. And it's... There's no nice way to say it. It's just like the worst, like racist stereotype caricatures of them. It's There's pretty like, bad. Know, like, it's pretty, dudes, pretty. One's yeah, like playing like, a banjo dude, or some oh, shit. Like, yeah, dude. One dude's playing a banjo. He, he's wearing a nice suit, but his sleeves are ripped off. And but he's he's got he's got you know he's jacked up. He's got muscles. He's playing a banjo in the background. They've got a bunch of them holding up TVs and oh, and they're all angrily stomping their feet, like. Basically, yeah, all right. There's like, one, yeah, wait, wait, just... he's not playing a banjo. He's playing a fucking guitar. So this one black dude, he's sitting around in a suit playing a guitar, but he's got like kind of like a soul patch and sideburns on and stuff. He's like a guy from like the 1970s. Then there's like a guy with like a big afro. And then there's like all these like women that are like, it looks like they're stealing TVs. And like all these people are like setting like the city on fire and they're stealing shit and they're pissed off and they're riding in the streets and everybody's black, right? Which if you watch like anything that's happening in the United States, everybody's protesting. Like, all races, all nationalities, all religions, everybody's there protesting, right? And But here, it shows just a bunch of yeah. black people, and they're just raising hell in the streets. And it's so stereotypical. It is bad. Shame on you, NHK. Tom, and what did they say? And this gets even worse. Oh, yeah, and they basically, then, then they fucking bitch about inequality, and they say, oh, black people, like, you know, a white person is seven times more wealthy than a black person, and, you know, more more black people have been killed off because of the coronavirus, and it was just, so, oh, and it's another thing, and it's really fucking weird how it's animated, because, like, it shows you there's, like, no music, no nothing, and it shows them kind of move, and then it just kind of jerks, and all of a sudden, like, this, like, the main speaker is, like, it's weird, he's, like, this black guy, and he's speaking into, I think, a wallet. Yeah, he's speaking I into think. a fish it's, it's wallet. Just, fucking... Yeah, a fish wallet. It's just, it's, it's something fucking weird. But uh, yeah, so he starts yelling and like he's just and he's fucking angry. It's in you know Japanese. He's, he's just fucking rah, 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 rah. He's fucking pissed. And like, oh, and then then like it shows like he starts yelling at this white guy. There's one like regularly normal looking white dude just standing there he hears him and he just falls over he basically faints then he just fucking continues to scream at the tv and it's just like it's like what is going on here so it's pretty bad so uh dude yeah it is really yeah, bad i'm watching it, was, it right now man dude it makes black people look really really scary and mean and evil and shit dude like whoever was the illustrator who made this? Whoever's like the animator, I guess. That person should be fucking fired, dude. All their fucking crayons and pencils should be broken. And they should be fucking, I mean, never allowed to fucking do any kind of like artwork whatsoever. Because, and I'm an artist, dude. And it's hard for me to say that. But when somebody makes this kind of fucking racist, heart, hateful shit, it's just like, no, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No way. No more for you. Give me, come on. Give me the fucking crayons. Give them, all right. No more for you. Get the fuck out of the office. And whoever fucking, like, signed off on this is fucking insane, too. Like, this is the most backwards, nutty, insane fucking animation I've ever seen in my whole entire life, dude. And I've seen some pretty fucked up animations and, and crazy cartoons and shit in Japan, dude. I've been here for a long time. I've seen some of the underground shit that is really bad. This is up there with that shit in my book, man. This is fucking disgraceful. Um, no, I agree. But, like, uh, not only that, like, it's... 
it's 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 just it's the worst representation of African Americans to like to the point where you're like wondering is like did they just outsource the animation to the KKK or something cuz it's it's that fucking bad. It's that fucking bad. Indeed, man. It is so bad, dude. Yeah. It is so bad. And in fact, it's so bad we're going to put should we post it on the Facebook page? I, I don't want to be associated with this, but I guess we're going to have to No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I don't think so, man. All right, Vader, well, yeah, you just it, looked it, it, it up and shit. Yeah, it, it right. got instantly decried. Like, uh, I think the, the American uh, ambassador immediately denounced it and said it was shitty. Um, <laughs> Naomi Folks, Osaka, this who's is like, shitty. <laughs> That's what he said. Can I quote him? I forget, I forget, I forget the, the ambassador said, but like he uh, pretty much quickly condemned it. Uh, Naomi Osaka, who's uh, actually the actually highest paid, yeah athlete in the world right now and she's a mixed race her father's haitian and her mother's japanese she uh yeah she had some not so nice things to say out on twitter as expected so yeah it's pretty bad the most the saddest thing is they didn't say anything about the protest obviously they didn't know shit about the protest they don't know anything about what it is about or anything they didn't talk about minnesota not even once dude it is the craziest fucking thing at all could you imagine being a little kid and fucking watching this being like oh so that's how it is in america that is fucking despicable. Yeah. It's absolutely despicable. Yeah, as well. It, it, it makes my it makes my me glad that uh, my son, a my son didn't see it, and b that even if he did, he's too young to like you know get it to understand like what's going on. Otherwise, I might have field some awkward fucking questions. That said, um, I am not in any way defending this, but I can tell you, I absolutely know why something like this happened, and I can tell you because I, I might have, I might have a bit of insight into the matter. Oh, please do. Inform us, dude. We'd love to know. Enlighten us, Tommy. Uh, because, like, as I previously stated, my wife actually works for NHK, and it's a big fucking company, and there's multiple departments. So uh, this is a problem. This is, like, I think with the, with the, how do you say, all the protests going on and the fucking coronavirus and a bunch of other things, I think what, like, a lot of this, like, hardship is starting to highlight is some flaws with society and one of the flaws in Japan is that people that like I say when you're when you're in a job structure and somebody's above you, you don't fucking question what they do. And not only that, they don't want to go to other departments. So NHK is a fucking huge, huge TV station, and they do have NHK World, which is like how do you say? It? It's just like you know, it's NHK, it's Japanese TV program, but it's all in English. And I have met some of those people because I've gone to parties with my wife, and some of them speak like almost perfect english and they're very knowledgeable about world topics so what i'm saying is like a completely different department say the children's department did something really stupid and that they should have known like could have been like you know had to be handled a certain way and because it had to be handled in a sensitive way and they completely fucked up and dropped the ball this could have been easily fucking remedied had they gone to like the nhk world and be like ah you lived in america like would this be an appropriate way to present like african-americans and like you know, somebody from NHK World would be like, "Oh hell no, dude! You <laughs> no. you, you won't get no." Yeah, but obviously they didn't because somebody in charge in one department didn't want to ask for help from another department, and there were probably some person, some people underneath the person that was in charge that were that like had reservations in it, but they didn't want to fucking question the boss. I can tell you, this is absolutely why this fucking happened. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's some old school Japanese business shit. And if this sounds like any kind of defense, like, believe me, it is not. That is wrong and that is fucked up. And this could have been easily fixed by using, applying a little bit of common sense. But it wasn't. This is the same shit we saw, like, years ago, like uh, Resident Evil 5 or Biohazard 5 is known worldwide. Uh, you don't know, play video games. Okay, basically, it's a fucking zombie shooter, right? So you play, you know, characters and you shoot zombies and blah, blah, blah. The whole premise of Re Resident Evil 5 is, like, basically, um, a white cop goes to Africa and shoots black zombies. And, um, yeah, it didn't go over very well worldwide. And I can tell you that for the exact same fucking reason we had that fucked up cartoon. Somebody at the top thought, this is a good idea, and... There were probably people below that person that didn't that had reservations that were like, mm, maybe it's not a good idea, but because Japan, because they're hierarchical structure, like you're not supposed to question the people above them, and it could have been easily fixed. Has like you know had you know asked around, got a few different opinions, but it wasn't. So this is why we get shit fucked up shit like this. 
So what is NHK going to do to remedy this? Are they basically just going to say, we're sorry you were offended? Are they going to do something that's going to be like, uh, are they going to donate money to Black Lives Matter? Are they going to do anything like that? Or are they just going to kind of like try to brush it underneath the carpet or something and just hope that it goes away? Well, it's hard to say because it's been two days and like they haven't responded to any, any uh, how do you say, questions like fielded to them by the media. So I don't know. Um, are they going to issue an apology? Almost certainly because it's Japan. They apologize even if they aren't wrong for a lot of shit. Um, is it going to be like a tone deaf apology that makes it worse? Is it going to be like one of those, uh, you know, hollow, empty cut paste like scenarios where they're just like, we're totally sorry for doing something wrong or some shit like that? Or is there going to actually be, you know, a heartfelt apology and they actually try to make progress? And, you know, you know, maybe you try to be a little bit more empathetic and, you know, understand, you know, people that are different than, yeah, don't hold your fucking breath on that one. But I don't know. But uh, so far they haven't uh, said shit about it. So I don't know. I'm assuming they're going to have to eventually. And I'm assuming they will apologize because it's Japan. Uh, that said, it's not that Japan's like all like that ignorant about race, race, because um, do keep in mind, like they have had some Black Lives Matter protests uh, mm-hmm. Over the weekend, we saw like uh, it was more than 50 people were out in Shibuya like immediately last week. We already talked about that. I think the last time we talked, um, Osaka and I'm, I've read different reports. In Osaka, they had one one report said over a thousand people marched, and another report said over two thousand. But like wow, either way, great. that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, either way, that's that's a significant turnout given like you know the situation, you know the fucking pink elephant situation that we're living in. Also, and. It was a very peaceful protest, like, you know, like the cops were on board, the cops offered a police escort, like nothing got fucked up or anything. So it was, you know, it was a positive outcome. And uh, I think uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, I saw some ads on Facebook and they are having a protest organized at uh, Yoyogi Park. And that may well be a lot bigger than the one they had in Osaka. Oh, wow. And judging by the content. Judging by the content, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about going, but like you know, family and all. But like, mm, yeah, I probably, I probably should go. But anyway, but yeah, if I do go, then I, I can. Judging by what I've seen on Facebook, I'll probably see some familiar faces there. Dude, if you go, I'll go, man. We'll go so, together. Yeah, man. Um, we so, can carpool. Yeah, hell, hell yeah, we can train pool. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. So as unfortunate as, as that uh, shitty racist caricature cartoon is. Um, Progress is being made, particularly with, I, I think, with the younger p- generation that's, you know, more open to like, you know, meeting and are actually meeting different people that, you know, come from different countries, I think. Well, that's good. That's good. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm really happy that that's happening and stuff. And, you know, it's about time for change, man. It's about time for, you know, things to move forward and stuff instead of backwards. Fucking goddamn cartoons like this move things backwards. But with people getting together and going to these protests and meeting people and speaking their minds and educating people, that's moving everybody forward. So hopefully, you know, this is going to be a great turnout. Hopefully the weather will be fantastic. And um, yeah, dude, if you go, I'll be there with you, man. Yeah. Uh, what else was going to say? Oh, uh, another thing that I did read in the news, um, SoftBank pledged to uh, donate a bunch of money to uh, black, uh, sorry to say, black business owners. So in Japan? SoftBank. Wait, SoftBank yeah. in Japan or globally? Uh, I believe just in Japan, but I think they promised to donate a million bucks. Holy shit, that's awesome, man. Hopefully Dave gets hooked up with that. Dave from Soul Food House. Good friend of ours, and he's been on the show before. Great guy. And fantastic yeah. restaurant located in Azubu Juban. I think it's a great thing, but I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Like, I'm really cynical, and I have some huge reservations for that because, like, SoftBank, I'm, there's no nice way to say it. Like, they're fucking, their company president, their CEO, is a complete shithead and has done other similar publicity stunts we're saying, like, a couple of years ago where he said, like, I'm going to have a so, you know an awesome solar farm, and we're all going to go green and blah, blah, blah. And, and just did it to make headlines and did not follow through with it. Also, like, I'm very skeptical because, like, not to get into a huge story, but, like, SoftBank is out of over a billion dollars and they've been posting record losses because they got, like, that. I don't know if you follow another story, that WeWork situation that got fucked over. They pledged, they gave them, like, a billion dollars and, like, that, that fucking company shit the bed. So, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, oh, man. I, I take that with a grain of salt. I think, uh, I think. I think it's a nice gesture, but whether or not it, they're actually going to follow through, like, like, I'm sorry, man. I apologize for being a little bit cynical and skeptical of a, you know, a shitty corporation. 
Well, you know, a CEO is a CEO, but let's just hope that their money's where their mouth is. Anyway, Got Fitted Japan is about news, and that was some fucking hardcore serious news. But uh, we're kind of into the comedy news aspect, and, you know, when it comes to, like, this current situation, we can't really make jokes about it. It's just that being bad taste. But what we can make fun of is the current news that's happening right now, including bomb threats, murder, mayhem, a whole lot of assault, and, uh, yeah, I guess uh, cyber-stalking. And that's all in this episode. So let's take a little break, and then after the break, we're going to come back with the weekly news. All right. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're gonna get your fit on, you gotta get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade, and I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade, badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing, it comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. And we are back, faders. And uh, I think it's time we get into the news. We've got some awesome weekly news. And uh, yeah, why don't we start off with a bang? Because uh, first story says, seven schools in Kanto area, including two in Ibaraki, receive bomb threats. All right. Tom, 100 bucks says the kids made these threats. They've been on vacation for so long, and now they got to go back to school just for a couple of months, and then they're going to have summer vacation. Dude, these kids don't want to be in school. They're definitely the ones that are saying, uh, yeah, there's a bomb in the cafeteria. Yeah, I'm sure it's them, 110%. Okay, the Ibaraki Prefectural Board of Education announced on Monday that it had received a message containing a bomb threat against seven schools in the Kanto area. According to the board, the threat was sent via inquiry from the Yuki City's official website. On the morning of June 5th, Sanaki Shimbun reported, the message read, quote, I'm going to blow up the schools in the Kanto neighborhood at 10.27 a.m. on June 9th. Now, that is a specific time. I mean, that who says they're going to blow up, like, the schools at 1027? That's insane, man. Unless they're using time bombs. And maybe, like, the time bombs, the clocks are broken or something. I don't know. Anyway, the National Police Agency has confirmed that seven schools in the Kanto area were listed in the bomb threat. Ibaraki Prefectural Police searched the premises of the two schools, but no suspicious objects were found. As a precaution, students were evacuated to the schoolyard 30 minutes before 10.27 a.m. on Tuesday. But there was no explosion. You know, this would only happen in Japan, where basically there's like a bomb threat, but everybody goes to school anyway. But then the school says, okay, it's uh, almost 10.27, everybody go outside, and we're just going to wait this out. So right before the bombs supposedly are gonna go off all the kids go into the, the schoolyard and they just wait everybody's <laughs> just watching the school i bet you all those kids had their fingers crossed and they're all praying please 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 <laughs> but nothing happened and then after 30 minutes basically all the teachers ushered them all back into the class to take tests and quizzes and all that other bullshit oh man so here we go no bombs were found at other schools mentioned in the list police said oh man tom thoughts well, wait, this this shit never happened to you in Detroit? Because I think this this happened to me a couple times when I was a student in fucking Chicago. Like, yeah, we had bomb threats, like, not all the fucking time, but like, more than once, like, I remember, like, yeah, it was the same thing. We had to go to fucking school. Then maybe, like, quote-unquote, 10 minutes before the bomb was supposed to start up, to go off, like, you know, firearm line rang. Everybody went outside. Like, same thing. We all fucking crossed our fingers going, please let it blow, please let it blow so I don't have to go to school. Then... 
you know, 10 minutes after that, nothing happened. And then after a while, you know, kind of teachers will just kind of, you know, shrug their shoulders like you do. All right, all right, you little fuckers, go back to school. Now, I've the never. The exact same thing happened. You? No, no, dude, never. Huh. I mean, shit, dude. Nobody, like, fucking, nobody even thought about that kind of shit back when I was, like, where I'm from. Or, I mean, I've never heard of a bomb threat ever in a high school until, like, Columbine or some shit. Once Columbine happened, fucking, yeah, then there's bomb threats left, right, and center. But, you know, before that shit, you know, when I was a kid, I'd never, ever heard of anybody, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody had the anarchist cookbook, but, I mean, nobody fucking was that insane to make bombs and shit. No, I think in, no, I'm pretty sure in high school, I think somebody called in to uh, our, our specific high school school with a bomb, bomb threat during school hours. There was, like, all these fucking rumors of, like, you know, which kid, like, you know, which troublemaker fucking did it because, like, they were pretty sh- Everybody just knew it was a fucking high school kid. Tom, or, like, not Nobody kid? ever got busted for it. But, yeah, like, oh, and another thing, the uh, fucking phone call originated from a payphone, too, near our school, so... Yeah, so, so, somebody probably did it, but like nobody really knows who. That's right. That's right. When you're in high school, it's before cell phones, so they'd have to call from a payphone. But wouldn't the teachers know that it was a kid? Yeah. Like, I mean, all kids have like high voices, and even like kids with high voices that try to have like a lower voice, it just doesn't sound right. Like, hi, uh, I'm a terrorist and I have a bomb. You know, <laughs> their voice is breaking up and shit or cracking. <laughs> all, uh, I, hi. Dude, I, I, I imagine. Hey, Do you know your fucking school gonna blow, blow up at ten twenty seven? Hey, hey, hey! What are you grimace? Uh, <coughs> Jesus, Corona! Oh man, dude! Oh, that's hysterical. Ten twenty seven. Hey, listen up, you bitches! I'm gonna blow your fucking school up at ten twenty seven, you motherfuckers! You motherfuckers better be scared, cause I'm gonna blow your ass up. <laughs> I wish I went to your high school. I wish I went to your high school. It's probably way more exciting though, than my high school. Though, if you didn't have caller ID in your phone and I fucking called you in either one of those voices, like you wouldn't know it was me. I would definitely know it was you. Oh, man. Okay, dude, your story. All right. So, uh, yeah, fucking, I guess you started off with a blast. So let's get on to the more fun stuff. Let's talk about dead puppies and kitties. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. Dozens of dead cats and dogs found at residence of Animal Welfare Volunteer. It's been a pretty shitty volunteer. It's been a shitty year. In Kyoto, <laughs> shitty year. Oh, if, if you didn't guess from the title, this story's going to have a lot of shit in it. In Kyoto, dozens of dead dogs and cats were found at a residence of an Animal Welfare Volunteer in Yawata City on Friday, police said, reports NHK. Officers in protective gear searching the residence of the volunteer, a woman in her 50s, found excrement, trash, and the bodies of dozens of cats and dogs. According to the police, the woman has been doing volunteer work to protect stray dogs and abandoned cats for many years. However, a health center has received complaints from neighbors regarding dogs barking and foul smells emanating from the residents over the past two years. Smells like death in the Cooper's home. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. What could it be? Staff members from the center have visited the residents on several occasions to provide guidance to the woman. (laughs) Wait, uh, lady, you got to feed them, okay? Get food and make sure they fucking eat it. I don't want to come back here. I'm not coming back here. Yeah, well, it sounds, it sounds like maybe they needed to show her how to change the litter box. Um, no, the, this is the best part of it, though. In the Kansai area, the woman has become... Uh, sorry, the woman has... <laughs> okay, this is another fucked up article, so I'm, I'm going to read this verbatim just so you know I'm not fucking that drunk or that tripping. In the Kansai area, the woman has become known as the, quote, God, that's capital G, of animal care volunteers for her work over the past 20 years. The God of Death. She walks amongst us. She has become known as the God. Oh, God. I wish I was become known as the God. Uh, when asked by Mainichi Broadcasting System on June 5th about how she cared for the animals, she said, quote, I fed them the usual amount every day, end quote. <laughs> Which wasn't Police enough. Are now, uh, apparently not. Uh, Police are now investigating whether the woman failed to provide sufficient... Uh, sorry, oh, 
Oh, this is another great one. Okay. Police are now investigating whether the woman failed to provide, provide sufficient food to the dogs and cats, which would be a violation of the Act on Welfare and Management of Animals. So, yeah, in other words, she did not provide, provide enough food. Oh, shit. Maybe she read Pet Cemetery or saw the movie. <laughs> maybe she's like, sometimes dead is better. Yeah, well, maybe she, maybe she should have thought, thought about what she did first. But, oh, man. Uh, oh, quote, okay, another quote. Uh, there, was, there was also manure on the ceiling. Now, manure, like, I, I always thought manure was like barnyard animals, you know? I mean, shit, shit, but, like, manure is, like, you know, from the barnyard, right? It's, it's fucking cows and pigs and shit. But whatever. It's another quote in there. Uh, police entered the residence after receiving a tip from Animal Conservation Group in Kobe City. Erica Kawada, a member of the group, visited the residence on Wednesday. Quote, there was manure on the ceiling, and there were the bones of dead dogs and cats on the second floor. She said, I was so angry and sad, I wondered why the animals had been entrusted to this person. End quote. Kawada described the case as an example of what is known as, quote, rearing failure on a large scale. End quote. <laughs> yeah, you don't say, huh? <laughs> Japan, I, I love you. Like, you know, you fucking way with words. Like, yeah, like only Japan could think of like, you know, a law. Like, you call it rearing failure on a large scale. Scale. Oh, my God. It's like an animal Texas chainsaw massacre, man. <laughs> yeah, well, th then again, maybe it wasn't her fault, man. Maybe the animals just had a rectal failure on a large scale. Oh, my God. So, wait, the animals were shitting so much that the shit was shooting up to the ceiling? Or on the second floor, they're shitting so much on the floor that it was drooping from the second floor to the first floor. And there's, like, maybe, like, shit stains or something on the ceiling or some shit? <laughs> or some I, I assume, shit. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, or some shit. Yeah, I assume they just shat so much that the fucking, like, second floor, you know, the fucking, like, floors ready to cave in. There was fucking marks up there. And this lady uh, was so, living there. Yeah. She was living well, there. She had a she bed. She a cooked. She was known as a god. Do you think this lady started off with two dogs, like a boy dog and a girl dog? They had babies. And then their babies had babies. And then their babies had babies. And their babies had babies. And their babies had babies. And all these dogs started becoming more and more deformed because they're inbred, right? And so maybe, like, their butthole was, like, coming out of their head or something. So when they're shitting, it was hitting the ceiling and stuff. And then the dogs had, like, instead of, like, four legs, maybe they had, like, maybe six legs or something. And it was just completely, like, chaos. Maybe some kind of, like, bizarro world, like, science project that just got completely out of hand and maybe she just only wanted to rescue two dogs but she didn't get them spayed or neutered or whatever and so these dogs just kept on expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding and she started off with like the normal amount of food that, and that's the only amount of food that she could afford but then all of a sudden you know there's just too many dogs and she could only afford a certain amount of food and so basically she was trying to feed all the dogs she was trying her best but she couldn't because the dogs were just too many there's just too many dogs in her house and then and then she got a couple of cats yeah, that, uh, Johnny, don't forget about all fucking cats as well, because same fucking problem with the cats. Now, dogs and cats both have litters. How many puppies does, like, a dog have when they give birth? Is it, like, ten? Six? Mm, I, think, I think it's average is usually three to six, maybe, I want to say. Three to six. with cats. I'm not, I'm not an expert, man. Well, yeah, they get that's, that's, that's like, and they can multiply fast as fuck, dude. So they can just keep popping out litters. Oh my god, dude, that's probably what happened. That's probably what happened. Oh my god, that's so gross. Oh my god, that's so nasty. <laughs> oh jeez, you think you think after a while they started like their own like like dog packs and cat packs or whatever? They started their own like kind of like groups or whatever, and sometimes they'd battle or something. There's like. <clears throat> You know, like in Thailand, you go to Thailand or India, they got like dogs that just roam the street in like groups, right? Like these gangs of dogs or whatever. Maybe she had like fucking dog and cat warfare in her house, dude. Maybe it was just absolutely insane. Or or maybe because they're having so many babies, maybe she just created this utopia, this land of peace and love where all the dogs and cats live together and they just loved each other. It's kind of like one of those hippie communes that got way out of control in the 60s. Maybe it's kind of like a Charles Manson situation going on for a while. We all love each other until we don't. No, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, 
cat and a dog get in or whatever. Like, you know, it's because dogs and cats just don't get together on the best of days. But when they're fucking competing for food and they're cooped up in a small ass fucking house and there's shit everywhere, well, shit gonna hit the fan. Oh my God, it's animal anarchy. How insane is that? Oh God. Hopefully it's not as insane as their next story. Our next story. Forklift operator arrested for murder after dumping two tons of building material on colleague. Now, this is exactly why TikTok should not be used by adults because they just take this shit way too far. I swear to God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, Saito, Saito, we're going to do a TikTok video. Just move a little to the left. Move a little to the left. Move a little to the left. Too much, too much. To the right, to the right, to the right. Now say cheese, you son of a bitch. Do, do you think when he was done after he did that, he, you know, he came on the screen and said, smash that like button just like I smashed my friend. <laughs> I would love to see that video. Oh, my God. I would pay to see it. Moving forward, Oita. Police in Oita City on Monday have arrested a 38-year-old man in suspicion of murder after he dumped two tons of building material from a forklift onto a 53-year-old colleague at a storage yard of a construction company. Oh, my God. TikTok gone wrong. Um <clears throat> According to police, the incident occurred at around 9 a.m. on Saturday. Police said the suspect, Hidemitsu Suohiro, was operating a forklift at the time and was carrying about two tons of wall-building material, which he dropped on the victim, Takashi Fujita. He then put the material back on the forklift and left the site. So basically, he oh left. This is a completely, like, a Peter Griffin move, dude. <laughs> Nobody's going to know what's going on here. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, Fujita sustained several head injuries. A passerby saw Fujita and called 119, a.k.a. 911. He was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced... Wait for it. Pancake. Wait for it. Dead. Please say uh, there not. had been previous trouble between the two men, and uh, Suihiro has admitted to the charge. Oh, my God, dude. This is crazy. This is straight out of Looney Tunes, man. I, I thought rule number one of working at a construction site is that you got to wear those hard hats, you know, those hard helmet kind of things. And the second thing is never walk under anything dangerous. Forklifts, ladders, you name it, you just stay away, dude. Dude, I think, like, you know, you get two fucking tons of shit dropped on you. That'll fucking pancake you pretty quick. I don't think a little hard hat's going to protect you. And, uh, Jesus, also, I want to I know what they were beefing about, dude. That's pretty hardcore, man. Like, I know. You know it, fucking murder somebody dropping, like, two tons on them, man. If you look at the story, man, fucking, you know exactly what they're arguing about. Who gets What's to that? drive the forklift? <laughs> Come on, dude. Oh, man. You think it's going to be an open or closed casket? <laughs> a closed casket for sure. Oh, my God. Unless, what if it was open? Unless, unless, unless we're still operating by Looney Tunes like Logic. And they just, how do you say, they just like stick a one of those air compressors in his mouth and sort of start pumping him up slowly. Because, you know, you'd be a pancake all of a sudden. Just... Oh, my God. Wait a second. Wait a second. Speaking of Looney Tunes, wasn't this guy one of the characters in Beetlejuice? Remember when the, like the couple went to the land of the recently deceased? There was like that oh, flattened guy. <laughs> oh, didn't did you get like run over with, with a steamroller or some shit? Something like that. I don't know. You guys probably want to talk to human resources right this way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's crazy. All right, Tom, your story. Yo, right. story. And I need more whiskey. Well, I'm going to keep this murder train rolling. Murder. I'm going to up the ante and make it even more hardcore. Five bullets used in crossbow attack that killed three people and injured one. Holy shit. Say that one more time. You're breaking up just a little bit. Five bolts used in crossbow attack that killed three people and injured one. Jesus. All right, here we go. Ready for this. Murder and mayhem. In Hyogo, a male university student in custody over an attack with the crossbow in Takarazu's Luka City last week have three relatives dead and used a short, uh, sorry, used a total of five bolts in the incident. Police said, reports TBS News. On June 6th, police sent, uh, sent 23-year-old Hideaki Nozu to prosecutors at Kobe District Public Prosecutor's Office on suspicion of attempted murder. Quote, 
I intended to kill all the members of my family, end quote. The suspect previously told the police in admitting to the allegations. Why would you put allegedly in this? It's pretty open and shut. He's like, oh, yeah, I totally meant to kill my whole family. <laughs> you think the lawyer's like, oh, God damn it. Why do they say this? Why am I even here? Oh, God, I hope I still get paid. Yeah. Well, can I just mention this has always kind of fucking bothered me. In, like, American news and all other countries, like, you are innocent until proven guilty. So that's why the newspapers have to say, like, you know, OJ allegedly murdered, you know, his ex-wife and, you know, her boyfriend or whatever. But uh, in Japan, it's the opposite. If, if the police, like, fucking charge you with a crime, you are considered guilty and must prove your inner, in, innocence. So, like, in other words, the, police, the newspapers are under zero fucking obligation to say this person, quote unquote, allegedly did or did not do something. I just had to point that out. That's always fucking bothered me. It does. But anyway. Yeah. The morning before, emergency personnel responded to a distress call and arrived at the residence and confirmed Nozu's grandmother, 75-year-old Yoshimi, his mother, 47-year-old Mayumi, and his younger brother, 22-year-old Hideyuki, dead at the scene. Jeez. The suspect's aunt, 49-year-old Yudie, is currently in the hospital receiving medical care. Three of the four victims have been shot with one bolt each. However, the body of Hideyuki was found with a bolt lodged in his head and another nearby that struck him but later became dislodged, police said. Nozu was living at the residence uh, with his grandmother and younger brother. Officers apprehended the suspect on a road near the residence. According to Mainichi Broadcasting System... A neighbor heard the aunt, suspect's aunt say that he was wearing a bicycle helmet during the attack. Quote, she had a bolt protruding about 30 centimeters from behind her left ear, the witness said. Oh, my what? God. So she was basically like Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember Steve Martin? He had the arrow, the arrow little helmet thing or whatever. He had the, you know what I'm talking about? The little arrow fucking, I don't even know what that, bandana kind of thing. It wasn't a money Pipe, what, it was Steve Martin. Do you think it was like Steve Martin from the 1970s? He had that fucking like headset or whatever that had like an arrow that kind of looked like it was like going through his head, and then he would tell jokes with that on, and it's kind of like a prop that he had. But then after his shows and stuff, he would sell that fucking like the arrow going through his head kind of prop, and it just became some kind of a weird gimmick. Like, do you think the neighbors when they first saw the fucking ant running around the neighborhood, they're just like, oh, <laughs> she must have just seen Steve Martin's 1976 classic stand up. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, this family's improv is amazing. <laughs> Comedy's so popular these days. Yeah, they say irony's dead. I believe I do believe it's alive and well. But nah, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what this fucking dickbag, like, fucking motivation was. No, no, I think he got pissed off. Oh, no, I forgot. I read in a previous article. He got pissed off because of the coronavirus and everything. And he's in isolation, didn't want to be with his family and blah, blah, blah. So he decided to solve that situation on a fucking crossbow. Because, uh, yeah, um, yeah, he killed, what was it, like, that's, he's murdered three of his relatives, attempted murder on another, and, I don't know, there's probably some other charges in there, I'm not thinking of that, like, he, he gonna get the death penalty, they gonna hang his ass, and, like, you know what, if you're on death row in Japan, it's solitary confinement, so he's gonna be a little, little teeny tiny box for, you know, another 10 or 20 years. To think about what he's done before Japan finally fucking pulls the trigger and snaps the rope around his neck. So, yeah, fuck him. Where can he, he get a crossbow anyway? I mean, are crossbows legal? Yeah, they are. Holy shit. Why are crossbows legal? <laughs> Is there a crossbow store? <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Because they because they didn't pass a law that said they were illegal. Well, that's going to nah, happen. People that's use definitely in the cards people. now. <laughs> Did I ever mention, like, uh, I used to see this it's a pretty regular thing, like, when it was down in Kyushu, but, like, they're having huge problems with the crows. Like, here in, like, you know, Tokyo, like, the crows are protected, so you can't, like, you know, go after them and hunt them down. But seriously, I used to work to work, like, a lot of times, like, you know, when, you, if you, when I was out in Kyushu in the country, man, you'd see, like, it was mostly the old folks. They'd, they'd have crossbows, they'd have bow and arrows, and they'd even have fucking, like, you know, slingshots. And, like, you know, they, they, there was a big crow infestation. They were a problem, man. They'd fucking take those suckers down. Holy shit, that's crazy. Oh yeah, my god. Hopefully they don't do that in Tokyo, man. That's insane. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to 
Mitsuya Liquors. That's right, for the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, Got Fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right, Got Fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey yo, what's up, Baders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T H E S P I L T I N K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepper. Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And they're worth so much more. These, are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you <laughs> and we love art too. So, faders, without further ado, enjoy the show.、Uh, Johnny, back to you. Okay, here we go. Japanese woman arrested for cyber stalking elderly man twice her age. Oh my god, it's like the police song. Every move you make, every breath you take, I'll be watching you. All right, not every elderly man necessarily wants to date a younger woman, but most of the time they'll still be happy to find out that they could attract the ladies nearly half their age. Most of the time. However, things were different for one unnamed 60 year old man living in Shizuoka Prefecture. Back in mid February, he suddenly received an email from a woman saying, quote, I want to see. You, end quote. But instead of being flattered, which he should have been, he was puzzled because he didn't recall ever having met the woman. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. In a romantic comedy film, this would, start, this would be the start of an unexpected relationship that turns out to be true love. Now, let me rephrase that. In a shitty romantic comedy, this would be the start of an unexpected relationship that leads to true love. In reality, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. However, what passes for a quirky and spontaneous personality in the movies, in the real world, often a sign of the unstable psyche, aka dun, 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 Fatal Attraction, one of my favorite movies. 
But then he got another email from the woman, and then another, and 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 another. And finally, after receiving several dozen invitations, the man went to the police, saying that he had been receiving unsolicited rendezvous requests from an unknown woman who refused to quit sending them. Hmm, interesting. An investigation was launched and police announced that they have traced the unwanted emails to a 34-year-old woman. The man lives in Shizuoka while the woman lives in Chiba, which is about a 220-kilometer, I guess, uh, Shinkansen or bullet train ride. So it's about fucking, what, two or three hours away. The woman has been arrested on charges of violating Japan's anti-stalking laws. Now, this is insane because I'm sure that man is kicking himself. He's like, what? She was 34 years old? She was 34. She never told me she was 34. If I would have known that she was 34, I would have said, hell yes, because I'm a fucking 64-year-old man. She's half my age. What the fuck was going on with my brain? Oh, my God. Uh, I thought it was going to be fatal attraction, but instead, it would have been romancing the stone or romancing the bone. <laughs> Tom, your <laughs> thoughts? I thought, so. Yeah, this is... It's really fucking weird. I also, I do like, because uh, I did find this article. I think this is a fucking great article. And so I'm looking at it now. I, I like to have the, have the picture with the map. It shows how fucking far these, like, uh, prefectures are. Dude, seriously, Chiba and, like, Shizuoka, they're, like, three fucking uh, prefectures away, dude. It's insane. That's like being but, in uh, Michigan yeah. and having a girl in Kentucky that likes you. Yeah. This, this, this story is just insane because on so many different levels, it's just like the opposite of what you think. Like, you know, you think the age would be re reversed and like the stalker and the stock ease roles would be reversed. It's usually because almost always it's a dude creeping on a lady. Yep. And yep. then all of a sudden, like, you think they live in the same neighborhood and you know, duddy, 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 bloody, bloody, blah. I guess that's one what's, what makes this so wacky. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I kind of felt a little bit bad for this guy because I guess uh, Grandpa didn't know how to utilize the block button on his emails function. Well, no, he didn't know that she was fucking super young and stuff. Maybe she's like really young. She's really hot. Maybe this guy, he's older. He looks distinguished and shit. Maybe he looks like, I don't know, like, um, I don't know, Richard Gere or something like a Japanese Richard Gere. And so basically he's like attractive to this girl or whatever. And, and basically he completely dropped the ball. Okay. Couple things. One, I'm gonna be honest. Like this guy probably is like a distinguished gentleman. Obviously, probably still does have it going on. I mean, if nothing else. Like he, this guy can take care of. This is a fucking ego boost. He's fucking walking around the uh, retirement home, you know, doing a little bebop, snapping his fingers, going, "Yeah, boys, I still got it." Exactly right. He completely dropped the ball, dude. I mean, seriously. Why? Well, I mean, if I was that guy, if I was like sixty years old, all by myself, living in some kind of retirement home, which really sucks in Japan, by the way, I would totally say, yeah, why not? Let's go on for lunch. Let's go on this rendezvous afternoon delight kind of thing you're talking about. Why not? And then if he shows up and she's like thirty-four, half his age, she's like, wait a second, how old are you? Boom, game on, dude. Um, couple things. One, I would have fucking refused if I was in this dude's position because, two, I will guarantee you this fucking chick is dog-ass ugly. I bet her face looks like a back end of a fucking bus. How do you know? How do I know? Well, because it's pretty fucking obvious. She's cyber-stalking a grandpa that's like three three prefectures away. Was it 220 kilometers? <laughs> I'm going to like go out on a limb and guess that maybe she doesn't have any better options. And two... She's batshit crazy, dude. I cannot fucking, like, I don't know like, how else to say, like, never date a psycho chick. You've dated psycho chicks. I've dated psycho chicks. They're fucking nuts. They're not worth it, dude. Yeah, you're right. You got a point. When you're right, you're right. Never date a psycho chick. It's like riding a bike with no brakes. Well, shit, dude. That's my story, man. Do you got one more? I do. And uh, do. speaking of which... Uh, uh, we have previously stated that we definitely 100% support Black Lives Matter. Hell yeah. So with that, uh, just going to throw that out there. And Vader is, once again, Tom delivers on his fucking promise. Uh, if I read the last story, then it's going to be a positive one. And ding, 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 we have a winner that uh, dovetails nicely with what we were talking about earlier. So here we go. Japanese mascot Chitan supports Black Lives Matter in this video. Uh, Sasaki's unofficial otter mascot delivers a video message on pre recent protests. For the last week, peaceful protests and demonstrations have been happening worldwide to support Black Lives Matter movement, a global organization fighting against uh, systematic anti-black racism. 
started in the United States with a call for justice for George Floyd and other individuals who have lost their lives to police brutality. The movement has since spread across the world. There are even peaceful marches in Osaka and Shibuya last weekend, which we already talked about. Countless celebrities have voiced their opinion on the movement, and now a Japanese mascot has offered her support. Chitan, the unofficial otter mascot of Sasaki uh, in Kochi Prefecture, who gained international fame for her hilarious stunt videos, released a statement on the worldwide protests and Black Lives Matter movement on June 5th. Chitan, want to tell us more about your racial problems and demonstrations happening in the United States? Japan are your friends. Okay, that's okay, that's red fucked up. It's kind of like, you know, kind of broken fucking Japanese pidgin English. But essentially, like, Chitan saying that, like, she supports, you know, Black Lives Matter and what's going on in the United States, essentially. Well, that's great, man. I, the only thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is her name. It's Chikan. Doesn't Chikan mean, like, pervert? Chitan. Chitan. C-H-I-I-T-A-N. Yeah, I know, man. I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> I'm going to say, man. Okay. In the video, Chitan laments the loss of George Floyd and discusses racial unrest in the United States and throughout the world. Quote, it's not good to evaluate people based on the color of their skin. End quote. Uh, subtitles say, as Chitan bangs a baseball bat against a wall. Quote, everyone has the right to live freely and equally. End quote. At the end of the video, Chitan donates 100 USD to Black Lives Matter movement and tells the bereaved families, uh, quote, Chitan and Japan are your friends, end quote. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. You know what? I think NHK should have hired Chikan to be their fucking mascot, dude. I think Chikan should <laughs> totally come to NHK and Chikan should have worked for NHK. And, and then fucking NHK would have had this fucking bullshit anime that was completely offensive if they had Chikan working for them. So we need more Chikan in NHK. Did, real quick, did we cover this before? I don't know. I don't know if we covered this particular mascot. Did we talk about this before? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Basically, like, this is kind of a big deal. Like, actually, on uh, Last Night Tonight with John Oliver, like, they've had a bunch of, they've done a couple stories on, like, Cheetan and everything. I think it's funny. And, like, uh, this is a very fucking remote free fiction in, 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 like, out in Japan. But a uh, couple things about this, like, having, like, un quote unquote, unofficial mascots, this is a thing. There's kind of, like, you know, a subculture for it. But some people in small towns just dress up like a mascot and just, like, fucking dance around, do dumb videos and put them on social media and become quote-unquote, unofficial mascots for, like, remote areas. And Chitan's one of them, but, like, the videos that Chitan does are batshit insane. There's a video of uh, her pole dancing, I shit you not. There's a video of her beating the shit out of, like, a fucking, you know, some dummies. There's a video of her just fucking wildly swinging around a weed whacker. There's a video, oh, there's, there's one that it said, uh, there's one entitled, Chitan is going to your house, and it shows her, like, just walk, walk up to a locker, open the locker, take out a baseball bat, stick it in her fucking, like, belt, and just walk off. And that's it. So, the title is Cheetan is Coming to Your House. I love this. I love this so much, dude. It's a badass with a heart of gold, and that's something that we need in the world right now. We need more Cheekon, man. We need more Cheekon. <laughs> and can I also mention, like, I'm, I'm 100% sure that this is a foreigner doing it because Cheetan uh, has, uh, has a fluent English Twitter account, and also, as you can see in the subtitles, the English is perfect. It's not fucked up. And if you've been in, and like, you know, not to knock Japan, but if you've been out in the country before, the, they don't speak English so good. Uh, yeah, we've got a whole Facebook and Instagram page that has uh, tons of fucking jinglish on it, dude. By the way, you're doing a great job keeping that up, by the way, Tom. So, uh, so yeah, thank you, you. Actually, you are too. You posted a bunch of videos. You actually, you did a cool video of uh, you, you tooling around Rainbow Bridge. That was pretty cool today. Oh, that was Paul. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was Paul. Oh, it was Paul. Oh, no shit. Because I said I, and I was like, I assumed it was you. But, oh, okay. Well, Paul's, well, that, that's fucking cool. I think Paul's a cool dude. So, yeah, it was a very good video. Hell he yeah. Did. And speaking of Paul and Ray, we're still waiting on another Faded Films. They take forever to edit them, but uh, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Once we get the new Faded Films, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. I fucking love getting that shit. So, uh, yeah, dude, fucking great story to end the show on. Great story. Faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Faded Japan. In fact, they're all very special because you're special too. And um, you know what to do. Go down to iTunes, give us a five-star review, write something groovy about the show because you know what? 
It really does help us out, you know, and it's free. And if you got a couple of bucks, sign up for the Patreon page because the Patreon's got so much bonus content for you. I'm uploading stuff. Tom's uploading stuff. We're both uploading special stories and crazy shit. We got photos that are too hot for the internets, man. We got stuff up there that's actually fucking amazing. So definitely go onto the Patreon. If you can support it, that's great. You know, go up there. It, it's, it's fucking for you. It's for you. And it costs $5. It's like buying us a beer at the local bar. We said this a million times but it really is well worth it and it does help us out yeah dude like i said like uh check out our facebook and instagram as we previously just mentioned like dude we're posting uh videos fucking pictures of janglish and other fucked up fun shit uh on facebook minimum two or three times a day we've got articles about the black lives matter pro- uh, protest uh like i said we have a cool video of uh walking across a rainbow bridge I just got posted today. Um, Jesus, what else? And like, yeah, what's a what fucked up Janglish? Oh yeah, I, I posted the cut brains a couple weeks ago, or sorry, a couple days ago. That was pretty funny. I, I got some nice feedback. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah, dude, you're doing an amazing job on that. Thank you very much, Tom. And faders, we will see you in a couple of days. All right, now, peace. Bye. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. <laughs> Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.